Good morning. Good morning. Good morning on this thankful Tuesday morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Love Morning Show. Good morning. I am your host, JB Lee. Welcome to the Love Morning Show. Good morning on this thankful Tuesday morning. God is good because that's just who he is. He loves us. He cares for us. Good morning. From the Love Morning Show. We are here this morning. We're excited about who God is, what He's done, what He's doing, and what we're going to see manifest in our life. Good morning to you. We love you this morning on the Love Morning Show. And uh, we're so glad, so glad God is alive and well. That means we are alive and well because He lives in us. And we thank him this morning. Listen, um, God has said some wonderful things about us on this morning. He says that he loves us with an everlasting love. Good morning, McClammy. He says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he says that we are more than conquerors. He says he loves us with an everlasting love. He says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we are more than conquerors. Good morning from the Love Morning Show. Listen, I know some of you were wondering, well, what happened to you yesterday? Listen. <laughs> so, Sunday, got out of church Sunday. Well, when I, when I was going to church Sunday, you know, my head didn't feel just right. Uh, I miss you too, McClammy. My head didn't feel just right. So, um, what I did... What I did, um, hold on, I'm trying to let somebody know something here. Uh, what I did, I, uh, I, um, took a Zyrtec. Let me type something like this. Sorry. All right. So I took a Zyrtec. And after I took the Zyrtec, um, I took it when we got back home from church that afternoon. I took the Zyrtec and I ate dinner and sat around. And uh, the ball game came on. And I started watching the ball game. And uh, I think it went off about 11 o'clock, somewhere around in there. But anyway, I, uh, I took that Zyrtec. And I must have been tired, really tired from Friday and Saturday. And after I took that Zyrtec, I got so sleepy. I went to sleep during the game. I woke up the last three minutes, which was the best part of the game, I think. <laughs> but anyway, went to bed. Woke up about three something that morning to go to the restroom. And uh, I told my wife, I said, I don't, I said, I am sleepy. But I had forgot I took the Zyrtec. <laughs> So I woke up about maybe, because I, I always wake up automatically every morning around 5, 20 something, because that's my body's kind of used to. So I woke up, and uh, after I got up, and uh, I said, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do this show this morning. She said, you know, I said, no, I could, I'm going back to sleep. 
So that's what happened yesterday. The Zyrtec got me. So anyway, we're on this morning. I'm so sorry I missed all of you being on. But uh, I was actually asleep. Wasn't anything wrong. I took that Zyrtec for my sinus because it was draining. Uh, well, it wasn't draining. That was the issue. It wasn't draining. It was just uh, it was, my head was really clogged. And you can probably tell a little bit this morning. But it's all good. We're here this morning. Listen, uh, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Everybody that's on, and I'm still typing somebody here. So I want to encourage you this morning. Uh, McClamey said you need the rest. You will say thank you, thank you, McClamey. I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage everybody this morning because I, I, I see this sometime and I hear it and I thought about it this morning. And uh, listen, don't sell yourself short when uh, when you need God to do something in your life. Do not sell yourself short. By, by, by telling yourself that you got to do something to get God to do something. And uh, a lot of people do that. And that, that is, that's, that's detrimental to your relationship with him because you're not trusting him even in the mess. So you have to trust God even in the mess you might be in. You have to trust God even in the situation you might be in. See, he he is God. He will not stop being God because of your mess up and hangups. Trust God wherever you're at in life. See, he can see a lot of people say, "Well, you know, I got to get this cleaned up in my life first before." I'm like, "What? What? What? <laughs> I got to get this straight in my life before you know I can I can ask God or I can talk to God about what? When? 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 When?" At what point in time in life did God start or stop blessing you because of your behavior? I just can't figure that out. I don't know where people got that from, but I do know where they got it from. But but you cannot say to yourself, you cannot sell yourself short and say, well, I got to get my life together and I got to clean myself up before I can get God to work in my life. God been working in your, he was working in your life. When you wasn't thinking about getting nothing cleaned up. He was working in your life when you had no idea what clean up is. <laughs> you, you see when you start selling yourself short and say, Well, I I I am I'm I'm am a I'ma believe God for this when I do this. Are you kidding me? That's not how God works. See, God God does things in our life. It is not contingent upon how good we are and how bad we are. That's the Santa Claus syndrome. We, 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 we are comparing God to Santa Claus when we think that way and when we try to live that way. We're saying God can't do anything in our life until we do something better. That is not God. Listen, 
And you say, well, Jeff, how you know? Because I've seen him do it in my life. I've seen him work in my life when, when I wasn't doing nothing right. <laughs> I've seen him move. I've seen him work. I've seen him operate in my life when I wasn't doing anything right. Matter of fact, while he was working in my life, it was convincing me that I needed to change some of my ways. I needed to change some of what I was doing because this God really loves me. Do you hear what I'm telling you? What he was doing in my life convinced me. It convinced me that that I needed to, to do something different with my life. I needed to change some things in my life because Anytime that, that, that a God that can love and bless me and, and keep me and keep me going and keep working in my life. And I, I haven't said uh, 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 hardly two words to him in three months or so. And he's still loving me. He's still caring for me. I said, doggone it. I got to do something different. Because this God, he's the God that really loves me. All the other things in life that I thought the people that cared about me and people that this and that and other, they did, that didn't matter. I'm telling you, I've seen him do it. I'm going to tell you this quick story. I was right in the middle. I was right in the Well, I wasn't in the middle. I, I was, we, me and my first wife were separated. And uh, I, was, I was driving trucks. I was so sick of driving trucks. And I was playing for a church when I was driving trucks. And I couldn't be home on the weekend a lot, you know, to play for the church. And we couldn't, you know, participate in other things at the church because I was always on the road driving truck. So my, my first wife and I, we, we were in the middle of a separation. And uh, and I was I was coming back to uh, Wilmington area driving the truck. And I said to God, I said, God, I mean, I'm in, in I'm in the middle of a I'm in the separation, getting ready to get a divorce. Uh, and uh, so I, right in the middle of that, I said, God, you know what? I need a new job. I said, because I want to be able to play for the church on Sunday and do activities and this and that and other. I said, but driving these trucks, I just can't do it. And I said to him, I said, I want, I want me, I want, a, I want a new job where I can be home. And I said, and I, I know that you know. It ain't no secret that I'm in the middle of this separation. We're going to get a divorce. I see. And I didn't ask God, God, should I get a divorce or should we try to stay there? I, I knew what I wanted. I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't going to God like that. I ain't going to be no great pretender. So I said, you know, we're going to get a divorce. I said, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to bless both of us. Don't let neither one of us be bitter. I said, let us have a life in you. That you could still speak to us and care for us like you've been doing. I said, but God is over. I said, but I do want this job. When I got to Wilmington, North Carolina, pulled into the state porch to load my truck. And the guy that ran the, uh, the terminal, he was the terminal manager. He asked me what was my complaint because truck drivers always complain. And uh, he said to me, hey, Lola. He said to me, he says, What's your complaint? I said, I don't have no complaints. I said, but I want a job. He said, you do? I said, yeah. And that, that job, I'm telling you, when I started that job, that job was making a lot of money. And uh, he said, pull your truck to the side after you load and come in here and talk with me. 
And I did. Now, I'm right in the middle of divorce, uh, the middle of separation, headed for a divorce, other things going on in my life. And me and God, we wasn't talking that much, but he knew who I am, and I know exactly who he is. And uh, right in the middle of this situation, I'm telling him what I want in my life. I'm telling him what, what direction I'm going in. And, and and he didn't blink her eye to say, well, let me check your record, see what you've been doing. Let me see, have you been naughty or nice? Let me see, have you paid any tithes? Let me see if you've paid any offers. And let me see, have you done this? And did you do the 10-step program? Did you do the two-step program? Did you do the electric slide? Did you slide back, slide to the right? Slide? He ain't said nothing about none of that stuff. And when I went in there and talked with that man about the job, he said, well, I'll give you a call. And about three weeks went by, he called me. He said, I need you to come in and do some tests. I did whatever they asked me to do. And I had the job right in the middle of my mess. I'm telling you, you don't sell God short. Don't sell him short because you short. <laughs> Listen to me. Do not sell God short because of you being short. See, we going to. Listen, the word says we all fall short. What he's saying is that we will never be able in our own righteousness, in our own self-righteousness, we will never be able to live up to the standard of God because he's God. He's perfect. We will never be perfect. He said, but I have sent someone named Jesus to take care of that for you. He said, we all fall short of the glory. But you got to keep reading. He, Jesus made up the difference. <laughs> Godly. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Jesus always makes up the difference. The blood shed on Calvary, what he did in our life, always makes up the difference. And somebody, so from now on, when you're talking to somebody, they say, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm falling short. So don't worry about it. He got you. He got you. That's who he is. I'm telling you, God loves us just that much. Do not sell yourself short because you short. God not short. His his blessings, his his what he does in our life, it don't come up short. He says we're gonna always, we're gonna always come up short when we try to do it in our own righteousness, which is self-righteousness. He said, but when you put your trust in who Jesus is, who he is, then what happens with that, I, I, I say you're righteous not because of what you do and don't do, but because you believe in the one who I sent to take away the sins of the world. That's who he is. And that's what he wants for our lives. People, listen, God loves us. He loves us. When you want God to work in your life, don't, don't sell yourself short. By telling yourself, well, I got to wait till this happened, and I got to wait till this happened, and I got to stop doing this, and I got to stop doing that, and got to stop. If that was the case, nobody would ever be blessed. Because I can assure you, I don't care who it is from the Pope to, to uh, uh, the, the, the whoever. You start at the top and go down to the bottom. Everybody got some issues. Everybody got something they're dealing with. And they'll tell you, oh, I ain't dealing with nothing. They lying. If they tell you they're not dealing with something in their life, that's the first thing they're dealing with is lying. 
everybody's got something going on in their life. It might not be directly connected to you, but it's connected in your life somehow, and you're dealing with it. It might be something that nobody has never known about you, you're dealing with, and that's okay. God is still God, and he still loves us. So don't worry about, oh, well, I got to get this straightened out before I can ask God to do this, and I got to... I got to be able to do that, and I need to go to church and fall down on the altar and roll over on the floor, and, and I got to I got to pray ten times a day. Are you kidding me? That do not move God. And I know people we've heard in church all the time. You got to do something to move God. What you gonna do to move God? <laughs> God created the heavens and the earth and everything in the universe. What are you going to do to move him? The only thing that moves God is, 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 is that something that he done in us, Jesus. <laughs> he, done the, he done it in us. So you got to do something to move God. Let me know what that is and how it works out for you. Anyway, let's go to our topic for today. Our topic for today, y'all. Our topic for today. Look both ways at the stoplight. Now, listen. It's a serious thing. Uh, about a month, maybe two months ago. Maybe two months ago, I was at a uh, coming by the mall, and this lady was coming out, and this guy was on a bicycle, and she hit him. She hit the guy, and. Uh, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, I stopped. I stopped my car. And I jumped out and uh got over there to the guy. And, and uh, anyway, he, he didn't he didn't get beat up, bruised up too bad. But uh she was all crying and nervous and upset because you know she she didn't she unexpectedly did this. She hit it on a bicycle. Like I said, this is a while back, a couple of maybe a month or so ago. I'm sure it's been a month ago, two months ago. Anyway, I uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a stoplight, getting ready to make a right turn, and I'm looking at the oncoming traffic. I'm looking because I was trying to figure out how this woman hit the guy. Is she at the stoplight? And it it almost happened to me. I'm at the stoplight. I'm looking to my left for the oncoming traffic to see where I can get in and get on the highway. As I'm looking to my left, I never looked back to my right. And when I got ready to mash it, I took my foot off of the brake, getting ready to hit the gas. And a guy on the bicycle looking dead at me like a deer. I was like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I almost ran over this guy. And I can't tell you why he stopped. Because if I'd hit the gas, I would have ran over him. Like some people, I would have run him over. So all I'm saying is be cautious. Be very, very cautious. Uh, like I said, I, when it happened to that lady, I was concerned about him and her because she was so nervous and upset that she'd done this. But, but me, myself, this thing almost happened to me. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm looking to my left for oncoming traffic and I turned my head to mash my gas 
to go out on the road, this guy was looking me in my face. Right in front of me, and I almost hit him. If I'd have mashed my gas, I would have hit this guy on the bicycle. So be careful out there. Uh, watch out for pedestrians. Please watch out for pedestrians. Uh, nobody wants to be uh, liable for, for running. You know, you, you're not going to mean to do it, but nobody wants to be liable for running over somebody or, or you know, hitting somebody and, and uh, knocking them off the bicycle. Or knock, they could be walking. You know, people, a lot of times, and, and like I said, I'm at the stoplight, and this stoplight didn't have a, a, uh, a walking platform that you can go across. It didn't have a walking thing. But uh, people, people, people have... Even though they don't have a vehicle, they don't have a car, they're walking, they're on the bicycle, on the moped, the scooters, whatever they're using for transportation. They're trying to get somewhere to. They're trying to engage in life just like we're trying to engage in life. So let's be careful. Let's be cautious. Let's be mindful. Uh, not that I think anybody would purposely hit somebody. But that's not the case. It could be a mistake and uh, that it could get bad. So be careful out there as you're riding, as you're going your way, as you're out through, uh, going out through your day, through life. Let's slow down a little bit. Let's, let's, let's look both. Listen, all I had to, all I had to do was look to my right. But I was, I wasn't really in a hurry. But I could have been a little bit more patient. I could have been a little bit more patient and looked again to my right, and then I would have seen this guy coming. But that ain't what I did. So I did not see him coming. And I almost hit him. So be careful out there on the highway. Look out for these pedestrians. Again, they're trying to get somewhere and do things in their life as, as we are. They're just doing it in different ways. Good morning. Good morning, Deacon Carlton Lamb. So just be careful out there. Watch out for these people. Watch out for yourself. Don't hit nobody. And uh, just be careful. Listen, our lunch menu for today. It's a good one. Today is right on time, McClam. Our lunch menu for today is coffee. <laughs> coffee, nothing but coffee. You can put you can put some creamer in it. You can put sugar in it. You can drink it uh, black. Uh, however you want to do it, coffee. And that's what I needed yesterday. But I do not. I do drink coffee, but it's de I drank decaf. I can't drink. I when I worked at the state porch years ago, I drank. Uh, caffeinated coffee all the time and uh, once I got off of it I never got back on it so coffee is our lunch menu for today it's low in calories uh, and it, it will uh, give you a boost if you like that coffee that's got the caffeine in it so that's our lunch menu for today coffee get you some coffee it, uh, it's, it's inexpensive it don't cost that much you get a lot for your bang a buck Coffee is our lunch menu for today. Nothing but straight up coffee. All right, let's do our declaration for the day. We're going to get on off here. Our declaration for today is, listen, we speak to our day every day because I'm telling you, every day we wake up, our day is, is, is in expectation of us saying something about our day. And the, the word says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So it matters what you say. And I'm telling you, every day we do these declarations, even though I wasn't on yesterday, we still did our declaration. We do them every day because I'm telling you, it makes your day go by good, better, smooth. And it when you speak to your day, it makes the best. 
<laughs> so let's speak to our day. I was laughing at McClam. Today is a blessed day, a day full of love because God, you are love. A day full of grace, a day full of mercy, a day full of peace, a day full of joy, a day full of help, a day full of prosperity, a day full of all of who you are, God, because you are our everything. Listen, let's do it again. Today is a blessed day, a day full of love because, God, you are love, a day full of grace, a day full of mercy, a day full of peace, a day full of joy, a day full of help, a day full of prosperity, a day full of all of who you are, God, because you are our everything. Let's do it one more again. Today is a blessed day. A day full of love because, God, you are love. A day full of grace. A day full of mercy. A day full of peace. A day full of joy. A day full of all of who you are, God, because you are our everything. A day full of help and prosperity. God, we love you because you first loved us. We thank you for who you are. Listen, go Go bless somebody today. Pray for somebody. Help somebody. But don't let nobody mess up your day, not even yourself. Listen, let God love on you because that's who he is. He not mad at you. He not angry with you. He is not playing Santa Claus with your life. He is God and that's who he is. Listen, don't let nobody tell you otherwise. God loves you and that's who he is. He not angry with you. He not mad with you. He want the best for you. Check in on him sometimes. See what he got for you. Check in on him sometimes. See what he got for you. He loves you. And we love you here at the Love Morning Show. Listen, go have a wonderful, wonderful thankful Tuesday. And let God love on you as you love on yourself. We out.